What's up with it? Do it cause I love it and I stuck with it. We ain't with the subbing in the cut with it. Please none the talks, I heard enough of it. Like, what you gonna do? Where you at? Who you with? You ain't really about this. Don't talk about it. Really on the move, on the map, never slip. Keep your hands to your lips, don't talk about it. Real eyes, real lives, real lives. All the time stand on it. If we said it, we don't walk around it. Loose lips, ink ships, red cup, blue strips, new phone, who this? No, we don't allow it. Really on go, I don't know, it's an off day. Now we on road, came from smoking in the hallway. Now we got shows, boys feeling like Broadway. Always look both ways, even on a crossway. Driving down Cross Bay, our town Barclays. Really on big teams, came up a small way. Championship rings, baby, that's a ball game. Oh, she want a little bag, baby, that's small change. Yeah, that money talk. If we ain't cool, then cut me off. No breaking news, don't run your mouth. Thought it was the plug, now he running off. Thought it was a plug, now he running off. What you gonna do? Where you at? Who you with? You ain't really about this. Don't talk about it. Really on the move, on the map. Never slip. Keep your hands to your lips. Don't talk about it. Real eyes, real lies, real lies. What's poppin', everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Dan Lovely Show. Very special guest today. I'm so excited about this. Hopefully my audio is okay. Hopefully you guys can hear me. And hopefully I don't cut out. It seems to be the big episodes where everything goes to shit. But... <laughs> But today we have none other than a uh, recording artist, producer, writer, uh, Astray coming on. So he's going to talk about his, he's got some new stuff coming in. He's got a new event coming up and we're going to, we're going to kick it for with it a little bit. But first I am battling a cold. So if I do seem kind of nasally, I am very, very sorry. Um, but I do have some water. I have some, some green tea here and I, I have some, I have some triangle kush. So hopefully we'll be okay through this through this episode, but but let's let's bring him out. Without further ado, let's bring out the guest, Mr. Everyone, the Stray. Yo, what up, y'all? What's good? Hey, I what's up, bro? What's up, man? Yeah, Just yeah. Chilling. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, not a problem, dude. Um, it's it's been a it's been a few. It's been it's it's been a while since I've uh, actually um, heard heard of some new stuff from you. Um, yeah, you got some I, beats and stuff on there and music and everything. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've, I've been working on beats like crazy, uh, songwriting, and then also you know uh, songwriting for myself also. Right. You know, okay. Like putting together my own project right now something to something to come back out with right but nice oh yeah it's like beef we'll get into a whole origin story and how astray became astray we'll do that in a little bit but first you do have an uh you do have an event coming up that you want to yes. promote yeah it's um Go ahead. <clears throat> it's thursday april 27th it's at white's bar in saginaw michigan um it's pretty much uh for the for the tri cities in mid Michigan to come out like um it's called the monthly mixer and it's like a networking platform where whatever kind of music you're you know like focusing on hip hop but it doesn't have to be just about hip hop um whatever kind of music you're into it's just uh, a place for artists to go for producers to go for um you know like minded uh music people uh musicians uh people on the business side of it like managers or people that are trying to get into that side of it um and then like we have like two events going on within that event like the entertainment of the night is going to be a beat battle where um producers are going to bring their beats and then they're going to like battle them against each other almost like Almost like uh, you know, rap battling, like the movie Eight Mile, but instead of raps and freestyles, it's gonna be beats, and um, it's it's super dope, man. I, I used to when I lived in Detroit, um, I would attend a lot of these, and some of them I won, some of them I lost, but regardless, like win or lose, it was always a good time. I made a whole bunch of friends like in the hip hop community down there uh, just through these kind of battles. It was like, it was, it was something that um, pulled the, 
pulled the hip hop community down there together. And I okay. that's kind of what I'm hoping to do with the whole Saginaw thing. Like everybody uh turn it turn it more into a scene because it's it feels like everybody out here nowadays is kind of like a lone ranger, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they they yeah, they click up and everything, but it seems like everybody's just doing their own thing, um, being their own artist and not really like it doesn't feel like there's a sense of community or if, if there is, it's, it's a small one. And I'd like to grow on that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I seen, I seen like Mr. Goob is uh doing the, doing the sounds. Yeah. That's my cousin, man. Mr. Oh, Goob. no. Sh- yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was just with his mom today at a, uh, a family event and um, she, <laughs> her and her sister, his aunt Mickey, um, my aunt Mickey and uh they were like and then my aunt Pat who's in her 80s uh-huh. uh his grandma she, they were talking about coming out and then she was and then my aunt Pat was like no nah, that's way too past my bedtime so <laughs> but that would have been funny as hell if they they were to show up out up at White's Bar just to uh support a hip hop event that we're throwing <laughs> wow yeah, that'd be that'd be cool, but it's 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 kind of crazy because I just found this out. This is breaking news, everyone. But I actually worked with your cousin at Applebee's for a long time. I used to oh, for real? Him. Yeah, and like I never never even mentioned it. <laughs> oh, for real? Okay, yeah. that's crazy. Um, yeah. uh, you know, me and um, my, uh, me and Gabe used to be. A, uh, Gabe, Goob, whatever. Yeah. Uh, we used to be closer when we were younger, uh-huh. and then, um, and then, I don't know. We just like we they didn't have us around each other that much um, growing up, and then uh, when we got uh, like back in 2018, uh, well, I always knew he was a part of. Uh, God. You're gonna make me think of names. I'm <laughs> horrible with names, man. Um, what's the group he was part of? Um, from Midland. Um, oh man, now you're gonna make me try to do it. <laughs> uh, Keith Courage. There we go. Yeah, Keith Courage. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So I always knew he was with Keith Courage, and yeah, uh, he was. You know, what I'm saying doing that, doing his thing, and so I had a show in like 2018, and I was like um yo man you wanna you wanna dj this like we never really worked together before and um he was like hell yeah so he dj'd that and it went over good and um yeah now now i asked him to do this and he was completely down with it and i was like hell yeah definitely so you know it's gonna be off the hook because i've heard I've heard uh, Mr. Goob or Gabe, whatever you guys want to call him. I've heard him many times. Um, he's been on this show when I first started out. Okay. It was a little rough, but I wasn't live, so I could edit all that stuff out. So it's actually oh, okay. a decent interview. But he was gotcha. on here when I first started out. Nice, nice. Yep. But yeah. Yep, so then, so uh, besides the beat battles, the other form of entertainment we have is like, instead of inviting a whole bunch of artists, like having like a roster full of artists, um, to perform throughout the night. I don't want that. I never liked that. Like, um, I feel like if you're going to do a show and have performances, Mm -hmm. uh, even if it's a local show, like, I feel like the most performances you should have is at like three. You know what I mean? Don't don't fill the whole night up from 11 all the way till one thirty, two o'clock with, all these performances, it's like to the point where the crowd is going to get bored. Like, you know what okay. I'm saying? Like, they, the crowd will, I, I've seen it too many times. I've been a part of it too many times. Like, people have booked me with multiple other uh, artists, and it's just like one long, like, who is this now? Who's performing? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just mad boring, and it's just not cool. So, um, even instead of doing like three people, possibly four, because um, you maybe can get a, get away with four yeah. uh, in my eyes, but or in my opinion, but um, I just booked one special guest performer, 
and uh it's my homeboy hatch wise guy from mm-hmm. detroit and um i became really good friends with him when i lived down there and um we're kind of we're kind of on the same shit when it comes to rapping so like we we share the same uh what's the word uh like intuitiveness we, we, just, we, we like this kind of same stuff and our output is kind of the same at the okay. same time, I'm saying like, so it's um, it, it was it was real easy to become friends with him, like because we just like the same shit, basically, like right, almost right. like a red man and method man type of approach. And um, so he, so I invited him to, I booked him to come and perform as the special live performer of the night, and um, he said yes, and then I was like, hell yeah, we got a show. Right. Nice. Yeah. So you got ciphers there too. So you're gonna have like ciphers that people just get up on stage and just go crazy. Yeah, like uh the last half an hour of the of the night. Um I'm gonna, you know, uh the cool like anybody that brought their beats, um we're gonna you know, whether you won or lost, it doesn't matter. Like we're gonna we'll play your beats and people will freestyle over those. Right. So that's one thing I forgot to mention in the video or in any of the promo, but uh, the night of Thursday night, I'm going to be like, I'm going to announce that um, nice. everybody's going to be able to rap over the, over the people's, the people that uh, participated beats. Did, so. did I, did I just spoil a surprise? No, 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 no. Not okay. At all. I was like, <laughs> Oh shit. I feel like shit now. I'm nah, <laughs> bro. Nah, you're good. It, it was, it's honestly, there's just so much information that goes into this thing to okay. Saginaw's never had nothing like this. So trying to get, um, everybody to understand exactly what I'm trying to do. Like I, like I made a commercial on Facebook and mm-hmm. the commercials like two minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like me trying to explain like, and this is happening and this is going to happen throughout the night and blah, blah, blah. And, um, yeah, like I, it was so much that I didn't even put that in there that like, uh, during the cypher, uh, everybody that grabs the microphone, we're going to be rapping over the, the producers that battled mm-hmm. beats, their, their beats, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So, yeah, it's just yeah. I completely spaced and didn't put it in there. But this right. is the first. This is the first one, man. Like we we got to get the kinks out. Um, but it'll be fun. It'll be it'll be live. And I'm I'm running a Facebook ad. I made a commercial. Um, running that Facebook ad. I'm you know promoting the event as much as I can, mm-hmm. while I'm cross promoting other stuff. And so. Yeah, it's it's gonna be dope. I'm I'm excited for it. it yeah, it, it sounds like something. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no, it's, you're good. Uh, it sounds like like something that's like never been done before in Saginaw. I've also grown up around the Saginaw area. It was in. I want to say the rap scene there was it was kind of low key. Like it wasn't, you know, you had your you had your good people. Everyone knew you, of course, and um, everyone like pretty much people that I knew were trying to break into the scene. And it was just like so hard for them just to get people to listen. And like, was that really hard for you when you started first started out? Um, honestly, no, for me, uh, when I first like really, really became serious, um, mm-hmm. I linked up with, uh, one of my buddies from school who became my manager and not only my manager, we, we co-owned a label together called self-made recordings. And um, so I was like our, the way we handled everything was basically like I was the talent. Um, mm-hmm. So it he allowed me to just focus on doing that, do what I do best. You know what I mean? And then he, okay. he, um, Shout out to Nick Spaulding. That's is one of my best friends, and he uh, he's always been my manager. And we used to own this label together. And um, he uh, 
he was the the brilliant one as far as like all the marketing ideas and like marketing okay. tactics and promotion tactics and and then also like putting his money up to get um not only flyers and stuff like that made but like he had the brilliant idea <laughs> he had the brilliant idea of like back when Kinkos was a thing you remember Kinkos yeah i do remember Kinkos. place well we used yep. to spend a lot of time at Kinkos and so he would he would have the ideas of like businesses like up and down Bay Road that might be like, um, you know, vac- or, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the, uh, abandoned, basically. Okay. So, you know, they would have big signs and anything we could like um, staple big posters, like huge paper posters of my face and then like a catchy term like um, hip hop has gone astray. Or something mm-hmm. like that. And then people would be like, Dog, I I was riding down Bay Road and I seen your fucking face on the on a on a poster the size of a like the size of a huge restaurant sign. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, that's my that's my homie Nick. That's his mind mind working and he um, like- yeah, some of those ideas or well all those ideas, man, those were all his. Man. So it it left me a lot of time to be able to focus on getting better as a musician, as an artist, and then okay. he, uh, yeah, he that was his forte, that was right. his specialty. It was thinking of shit like that to do. So he um, now how? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I'm my bad. I no, sometimes I, sometimes I ramble, bro. So just tell me. <laughs> no, it's okay, bro. Just go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, so away. <laughs> he he um he definitely had it locked in with um all that stuff, and he's still he's still the same smart ass guy, man. Like he just he's one of those dudes like like any any little thing that you you want to know about, he he knows a little something about it. Uh-huh. Like you can always go to him and be like, "Yo, what's what's this about?" and and he'll know about it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like that but okay keep continue my bad <laughs> but yeah it's it's nice to have someone to like do the marketing and stuff because like with my with my podcast and stuff i've learned a lot about marketing and i'm still not that very good at it but i'm still learning and that's kind of half the fun in it but yeah it's good to have someone like so all you had to do was concentrate on your music and he just did all the marketing stuff uh did he get yeah. your shows and promotions and stuff like that too uh, yep, all the shows, all like, uh, and you know, I paid attention, so I was learning while he was doing all this stuff. But, um, so when it came time for me to do it myself, um, you know, I knew a thing or two, but he, uh, he definitely, um, he was the, he was the mind behind all that, like getting me shows getting me on shows, um, getting me the, the good spots, you know, like whether I'm the, the headliner of the night or the, or just before the headliner and getting us paid for the shows. And, and, and I wasn't the only one neither. Um, there was another artist, uh, one of my best friends, his name's scheme. Um, yeah, he, Nick, uh, managed him as well. And, um, he worked with him as an artist, um and put put a album out under self-made recordings so yeah yeah for sure now how often did you did you drop a cd like when you were first starting out oh man so nick had me on like military schedule with (laughs) cds like my first cd came out in 99 oh wait maybe it was 2000 um it was either 99 or two, the end of 99 or 2000. Uh-huh. And then, um, um, and then not even a year later, uh, we were working on my second album. What my first album was called, it was just self titled. Uh-huh. My second album was called Hungry. And we started working on that. And, um, I got that finished and, um, we put that out and it did really well mm-hmm. compared to my first album. And then, um, and then after that, I kind of just, uh, I took a break, a, a little break from like 
making music because back then I didn't have um, my own studio or I didn't know how to run a studio. I just knew how to write raps and make songs. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, yeah, he would like, uh, he would just have me get focused on doing, doing shows and making appearances and selling CDs first and foremost, because that was like the most important thing. Um, you know, we sold CDs in stores and stuff like that. We had a distribution deal that had my CD like all across, uh, nationally like distributed, but still those hand to hand sales, um, where I would be in the mall every day or, or I would go certain places like, um, any place that let me, you know, public place that let me slang CDs, like, uh, right. Like at the fair or something like, a, I'd go to a, a fairground and, um, uh, like the Flint fair or Saginaw fair or the Claire okay. or up in Claire, um, or any like follow carnivals around. And, um, you know, it's people walking around that place with, with money. So they definitely had money to buy a CD and um, I still get people that comment and be like, hey, man, I remember you from uh, Genesee Valley Mall in Flint. Um, I bought a CD <laughs> off of you. And I'm like, man, I sold so many CDs. I probably do not remember who you are, but I really appreciate that you bought one. So good looking. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know but, right. but yeah, so he, he had me doing that. And, um, and, uh, then I, I started, um, producing, like I got into my homie, my homie MC, someone that I, uh, came up with, came up in this hip hop shit with, um, Uh one of my best friends, he, uh, he had a, he had a keyboard and like a Korg or something like that. And, um, we learned the key. He learned the keyboard. He showed me how to use it. And then he would let me borrow it here and there. And then, um, and then he, he fucked around and got a, um, uh, a laptop with Fruity Loops on it. Like a very, a very early version of Fruity Loops. I think it was Fruity Loops four. And I was like, and then he made a couple of dope ass little beats on it. Like his first beats. And bro, it it like changed my life. I was like, oh my god, I wa- I want to produce. It was back like when Kanye had first kind of came out and Just Blaze and and they were like really making an impact on the rap game. And um, so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get a computer. So I got a computer, and then I started fucking with the production. So now with me anyway. If I'm in production mode, making beats, it's hard for me to get into writing mode. It's like my brain okay. switches over to here. Now, if I'm in writing mode, it's hard for me to jump back over to pr- production mode. It's like it it takes a little bit of time to like ease back over. And um, so when I'm when I was in production mode back in like 2004, when I should have been dropping another album. I was learning how to make beats, and then a year later, I um, I could, got some studio equipment and learned how mm-hmm. to like use Pro Tools to be able to record myself. And so I didn't end up dropping another album until 2007. Oh, oh no, 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 no! I'm sorry. I dropped uh, 2005. I dropped uh, Who's Coming with Me, uh-huh. and. And that was all like right when I was starting to learn how to um, produce and record. And then two years later, I dropped the Entourage mixtape in 2007. And um, yeah, that that was like, I didn't really know any, I didn't know what I was doing at all, but I put a project out, so. <laughs> right. It's like, it like, was it like all coming together? At that time, like you were trying to like the, the writing and then the producing and then the actually making of the songs. It definitely oh. was. Okay. 
Yeah, it definitely was. It was like uh, around 2007 when I put the Entourage mixtape out. It was like, a, um, okay, now I'm kind of learning how to do everything all at once. You know, like okay. writing, making a, this beat, writing to this song, recording myself, even though uh, I didn't really know how to mix very well. Uh, I knew how to record, but like mixing, like I didn't have that down yet. So that's why that's why the Entourage mixtape, um, the songs, I, they're not, they don't have very good mixes on them, but oh well, it's still a project that I'm proud of. Yeah, it's still, it's still, it's still pretty good though. I'm not gonna lie, it's still pretty Thank good. Thank you. I appreciate it. But now, is this true that you have got a lifetime ban? I think the Flint Mall. <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I, I did have one. Um, but, you know, like, I'm sure those uh, those uh, security guards don't work there no more. So um, I'm sure that was lifted a long, like, a long time ago when they right. realized, that, or when, you know what I'm saying, like, when they moved on and uh, took different jobs or whatever. So like the new the new group of security guards they I, I let's just say I've been in there quite a few times since but I've never been in there again selling CDs cuz I kind of learned my lesson I was like they were like uh next time you're in here so I, I I went there so much cuz Flint was is is only 40 40 minutes away from here so right. it's not it's a, it's a real quick drive when you hop on the highway and you know Flint's a little bigger, bigger than Saginaw, so it's like they showed a lot more love than Saginaw. Like a lot more people in the mall, they would be like, um, "Yeah, I'll check your little ten dollars CD out, whatever, and buy it from you." And um, so I got a lot more love in Flint, but the um, the Mounties, the security guards, they was. Uh, they was on us, man. Like, cause yeah. I used to go down there with like as many people as I could. Right. And I'd be like, you guys go down to this part of the mall and we'll be down here in the food court. We'll, we'll be down here over here and y'all go down there. And so sometimes it would be just me and one other person. And sometimes it'd be me and seven or eight other people. Oh, wow. And, uh, just depending. Cause we always had fun selling CDs because it was a reason to, you know, talk to girls and, you know what I'm saying, be in the mall and mm -hmm. chopping it up and meeting new people and stuff like that. So uh, uh, people or my friends always wanted to come with me and and be like, you going to sell CDs today? And I'd be like, hell yeah. And I'd be like, well, fuck <laughs> it, I'm, I'm going too. And um, <laughs> so uh what was i getting at but yeah the um they banned me from the mall like they caught me selling cds there so many times that they were fine they caught they called the cops the cops came in they um took me into like the back headquarters where like the the security guard headquarters they took a picture of me they put my picture up on the wall and um they were like, you have a lifetime ban. You're not allowed here anymore. And I was like, damn, I got to cross that one off the list. I don't want to <laughs> go to jail. Because they were talking about jail time if I got if I ever got caught soliciting there again. Oh, wow. And yeah. So, but we used to go everywhere, man. Like, like, even though they took that one off the list, or I had to take that one off the list. Like, just think of any malls in Michigan and... We've been there. We would just, um, my homie Stevie D. He uh, he lives in Florida now. Shout out Stevie D. Uh -huh. But he um, he was my ride or die. Like he was the one that went with me every single day for at least four years. And um, we would be like, well, where should we go today? Well, fuck it. Let's let's go to um, Great Lakes Crossing. Or let's go all the way down to Detroit and go to like Eastland or Northland or uh, Southland, yeah, down like the Down River Mall or um, a whole bunch of malls. Like, um, 
there was the Oakland Mall. We always got kicked out of there real quick, though. <laughs> but, but yeah, there's so many malls, and we would just pick. You know, we would be like, "Fuck it, let's let's go here. Go, let's go to Lansing Mall." Lansing, we we always did real good in Lansing. Uh-huh. Um, what else? Um, yeah, but but basically, yeah. And or or like I said, we'd go to we'd go to fairs. We'd go to like. You know, if it was summertime, like just events where there was going to be a lot of uh, people around the same age as us out and about, uh-huh. um, like we would go to Traverse City Cherry Fest um, that had a big ass carnival. Plus, there mm-hmm. was people everywhere. It was that was a big event, and um, we we would slang out there, and yeah, man. We would sell them like hotcakes, and then it would be cool too because, like, if if um if uh people were like wanting to hear me rap, like we would bring Walkmans, like Disman, and yep. headphones, and be like, "Here, you can even listen to it." Like, you know, it. My whole pitch would be like, "Yo, you listen to hip hop? Oh, check it out! Come check it out! I, you know, this is my CD. I just came out with it. It's got so and so many songs and." And um, here you can listen to it if you like. I bet you'll like everything on it, you know, like every song mm-hmm. on it. Or if you want me to, I can rap for you right here. And sometimes they would be like, well, then, yeah, rap for us. So I'd be like, okay, all right, bet. <laughs> and then I would start rapping, and people would hear me, and it would kind of form like a little crowd. And then by the by the time I was done rapping and the crowd was ready to, like, dissipate, they they would some people would come up to me and be like, "Yo, let me get a CD. Let me get a CD." I'd be like, 10 bucks, ten bucks, ten bucks." There you go. So yeah, it would it was it was a good time, man. We had a lot. Yeah, of this is CDs. this is uh before social media, everyone before Facebook and Instagram. Right. You right. actually had to do physical labor to get heard. You yes. actually had to go places and see people. <laughs> I honestly, I honestly, I'm not tooting my own horn, but I, I honestly don't think there was one Michigan artist out there selling CDs as much as I was. Okay. I can honestly say that. Like that, it's just an opinion, but uh, like I'm not stating a fact, but that is my guess. That I don't think there was one artist that um, did it every day like me and went to different parts of the state like grand rapids detroit kalamazoo here there wherever you know what i'm saying right now why why did you come up with the name astray like was it like a a nickname or like i don't know one of these like little boozy i don't know like how do you you come up how do you come up with with your rap name that's what i want to know um i have a couple reasons so the main reason that i that I dubbed myself the name astray. Um, it was, it was basically because like, I knew that I was really good at something uh, like the music and stuff like that. Well, like I, I'm actually, I, I'm actually pretty decent with just art period. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of stuff. And I've always been, I've always wanted to pursue what I was good at way more than just do some regular nine to five, uh, just regular person type shit. I was like, nah, I'm, I'm really good at doing this. I I, I want to, that's what I want to focus on. So I felt like that, like, um, so like this path that might've been set for me in the beginning, mm-hmm. I didn't follow that. I, I, I veered off this way. And took my own path and did my own thing, like the things that I'm good at. And um, so I feel like I was astray in that sense. You know what I mean? And then plus um, uh, I was adopted when I was very young, when I was like two months old. So like um, I so I wasn't, you know, same same aspect. I didn't. I didn't grow up with my mom or dad or whatever. I was put on this other trajectory and okay. I was, you know, I moved in or my, I was adopted by my parents who um, live in or are from Saginaw. My, my dad, rest his soul, passed away, but my mom's still here and she, you know what I'm saying? She, 
that's my mom. So, you know, I have my mom down. I have my mom, my biological mom down, um, downstate. She lives uh, mm-hmm. downriver, Detroit. And then I have my mom here that raised me. So nice. Yeah. I was, I was adopted for like four months before my grandmother got custody of me. Oh, for real? So, yeah. It was like, I, I still have like glimpses. Like I was so young, but it's like little glimpses. You know how you have like a memory when you were five years old and it's just like a still photo or yeah, just like, yeah. and something like that. But yeah, I have glimpses of it. And I actually met my adopted mother when I was like, uh, 12 years old and i didn't even know it like my grandma didn't even tell me it was just oh one of her that's crazy yep and it was just one of her friends and i was like oh that's 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 crazy but yeah do you, do but, you remember that at all like i i vaguely remember her because that's like a few months later my grandmother told me yeah you met her over here i was okay. like well why didn't you tell me that it was right. just something that she didn't exactly. want to just because i was so young at the time she didn't want to just say hey this was your adopted mother. You know, she just wanted me to meet her and she just wanted to see me to make sure I was, I grew up. Okay. So, okay. I understand. It was I one of those it. type of things. Yeah. I get it. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Cool, yeah. That's crazy. Now you did end up getting signed by shady music, but not shady as a recording artist. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, uh, I didn't get signed to shady records as right. an artist. Um, I got signed as a producer slash songwriter um, to Shady Music Publishing. That's Eminem and Paul Rosenberg's um, publishing company. Plus, uh, they went like half on the deal with uh, Universal Music Publishing. So like Universal, the company, um, they, they went in on it too. So uh, because you know, Shady is like a boutique label. They have their flagship artist, which is obviously Eminem, and then they have you know they have Griselda and uh, Slaughterhouse and mm-hmm. um, Yellow Wolf and people throughout the day that uh, you know people that we remember that we 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 were all fans of or are still fans of. But um, yeah, their main artist is Eminem, so they they uh did the deal with universal who's actually like this huge just entertainment period company um to where they have they have a lot more things for me to do a lot more like here we're going to send you over here to write for these people we're going you know cuz they I-, I wasn't getting signed to write for rappers or anything like that i was getting signed um for my like songwriting abilities as far as like pop goes and and oh okay so singing songs and stuff like that so like today if i um you know i've i've written for rappers before uh but the main thing that that they've always wanted out of me was either beats production mm-hmm. and um for me to write and like sing song like i'll demo songs for uh big artists and then right. they'll send them out to to whoever or they'll send me to work with um you know like different producers and um i'll i'll write to their beats and um sometimes i do everything from my studio and sometimes i uh you know i um right. get sent out to okay yeah now is that how you got to work with jelly roll or no no i um jelly <laughs> me and my homeboy Zeno Marks. shout out to Zeno Marks. he uh jelly wasn't as big as he is now uh-huh. and he um he was at a he, he he was doing a show at uh harpo's in downtown detroit mm-hmm. and um so we, me and Zeno went to the show, and Zeno was like dead set on getting a feature from Je- Jelly. So he, um, he paid Jelly the money for the feature. We w- we went to my studio afterwards, and they were in like this, this um, almost it wasn't a tour bus; it was more like a like a mobile, like a 
just like a big ass camper, like an <laughs> RV type thing. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. But it, it looked it looked comfortable. Um, right. But um, so they came. My studio wasn't too far away, so they came to my studio afterwards, and Jelly laid down um, his uh, his feature for Zeno. And um, I recorded it. And then afterwards, I was like, yo, Jelly. Um, like, Jelly at that time, like, we, we had been talking. Okay. And um, he knew who I was. And I was like, yo, do you feel like doing a, a feature for my next project? And he was like, well, shit, I'm already here. Let's do it. Let's get it. And so I was like, okay, bet. So... I pulled the song up, let it play for about a half an hour, let him write to it, and then he wrote his verse. And um, the song was basically all, already done. It's, well, the the beat was done, the melody was done, uh -huh. um, the hook to it was done. I sang I sang that hook, and then um, Jelly wrote his verse, and then I sat on it for a long time, like I didn't put it out. I was like, what am I going to do with this song? Like, um, like I need to, I wish we could shoot a video now, but Jelly just kept getting bigger and bigger as far as right. uh, the music went. So I, in 2017, I finally just put it out and uh, I, or I wrote a verse to it, put it out. And that was that, man. It, now it's got, I, it's got two videos out that I put out. Um, One's through TuneCore, uh, the distribution company that I went through to release it, and then one that I just released or that I um, uploaded to my YouTube. And between those two songs or videos, it's got over a million views. So, oh, nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I finally nice. got up in the millionaire or the million club with the with the views right. as far as YouTube goes. Don't you get like a YouTube plaque for that or something like something stupid they send you? You get paid for it, but you don't. Oh, nice. You don't get a plaque. Uh, not that I didn't get a plaque anyway. But I think then it's again, like. But then again, if you really look at it, each video hasn't reached a million views. Together combined, they've reached okay. a million. But there are they've they've went over a million at this point. But. Uh, one of them's got like 800,000 something. And then the other one's got like 300,000 something. So oh, nice. yeah, it's like, but I don't, I don't have the video that's just got the million views. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's a, it is what it is. It's good. It's good enough for me. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy how people, how artists, like, I always find this like very complicated. I tried to be a rapper when Eminem came out. I did. I failed miserably. I wasn't good at it. I didn't, I couldn't rhyme and I couldn't, I couldn't produce any music, but it was, it just amazes me that when artists go into a studio and they're just like, they hear a beat and then like 10 minutes later, they're writing. And then like 20 minutes later, the tracks is laid down and it's ready to go. Like it's so, it's, it amazes me like how fast that, that works. Yeah, man. Some people can do that real fast. Um, I'm gonna exclude myself from that one because okay. I do not write fast at all. Because I don't know if you've like you know like if you've been listening since for the last 20 years, mm -hmm. everything that I do is on some like MC shit, on some like lyricist type shit. Right. So. I have like certain standards that I hold myself to when I'm writing. Um, everything has to rhyme, like every okay. syllable. Um, uh, there's got to be like punchline, like witty punchlines or metaphors, okay. similes, or things like that. Um, and it so it, it might take me a little bit longer than it would take your average rapper that just doesn't really care about those type of things. Like they just, right. you know, you got your rappers out here that are just trying to get a point across. And then you got rappers like me that um, I'm not comparing myself to Eminem at all. I'm not trying to anyway. I'm just saying that right. like Eminem has a point to get across, but while he's doing it, he's also showing off his skill. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, mm -hmm. um, 
with how many words in multi-syllable words he can rhyme and phrases he can rhyme. And he's also thinking of the best ways he can like, uh, like hit you in the face with a punchline and, uh, just the best ways to, to go about delivering his message that he's trying to get across. Um, right. And sometimes there is no message. Sometimes, sometimes people like us, we just rap to talk shit. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> sometimes we just rap about how good of a rapper we are. We, you know what I'm saying? How good <laughs> right. we are. And that's kind of funny to me. And um, my manager has always told me like, man, you still haven't wrote, um, you haven't wrote enough about yourself. Like, uh, you haven't, um, like the, the records that make these artists like Biggie and Pac and, and people like that great is like, they're, they're so vulnerable and they, they, um, they talk about their life and, uh, it sticks with people cause people can relate to it. And, He's like, you know, you need to get on that. And I try to. There's records that I definitely try to, but I also um, maintain my. Uh, it seems like people are fans of hearing me just get on the mic and talking shit lyrically. Right. <laughs> right. So, so that's kind of one of the things that I'm good at. Now, do you enjoy because you've kind of switched like uh, to like a R? I want to say an R and B singer, prob- probably. Mm, I went down that avenue, so okay. like, uh, when I got signed to Shady Music Publishing, um, they they wanted me to focus on singing more, even like if I'm gonna be an artist, uh they started out by being like, we want you to, you know, um, so, okay. So you, we signed you to write songs for these people, for these pop artists and Uh this and that. So why don't you try to, uh, write those kind of songs for yourself as well. And I'm like, man, I like singing. I like, like I'll hop on a, a hook and, like a chorus and and sing the hook and make a rap song that much better because it's got like a catchy hook to it. Okay. But I don't know about writing full songs for myself. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't okay. I don't know. I, I don't I wanna be a rapper. I don't want to go that route and be a just a singer. You know what I'm saying? Like plus right. I, I feel like um I feel like I'm you know, I'm as far as being a singer compared to being a rapper, I'm way better at being a rapper. Right. Uh, uh, being, Do you enjoy that more? Rapping? Yeah. I, I enjoy both of them at the same, okay. but I know that I'm a way better rapper than um than I am a singer. Just like a producer. Like I'm a I'm a I'm a good producer. I really enjoy that just mm. as much as rapping. I enjoyed singing just as much as producing and and uh and rapping, but I know that my number one strength is being a rapper. Right. So there's that and um so yeah, I actually put out like almost a whole album in 2017 called Good Luck. Mm-hmm. Uh if you've seen it on on the streaming platforms, it's it's the album cover where the girl is holding her head and she's got blonde hair. It's a black girl with blonde hair and she's Mm -hmm. um, like pulling her hair in front of her face. And uh, it it just looks like she's crazy stressed out or something. (laughs) And uh, the album's called Good Luck. And I had fun doing those songs. Those are more R&B style songs, but um, it was definitely fun to to do to write but now i look back on it like that didn't do anything for my career like <laughs> like people are probably wondering like what the fuck was he doing like he i, just, I enjoyed it i'm just gonna say i enjoyed oh, it. i appreciate that man. <laughs> that's, that's love but yeah. he uh but people 
I feel like the majority of people are are like, what was he doing? He he just got on some R and B shit real quick, and <laughs> he had to get it out of his system or right something. So um, there's a couple songs now that I I'm like, oh, I wish I would have never even put that out. But right, yeah, I I, what I, it I is. You know, I did enjoy that good that good luck CD or the good luck album. It's I have it it's saved on my Spotify. I listen to it at work. It's great. Oh, that's what's up, man. But, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's in my playlist. Like I I have a playlist and I shuffle everything. So yeah, it's in there. Okay. Like a, lot of, okay. a lot of people listen to my playlist and they go, Who are these people? And I'm like, you have to like independent art, like independent artists are where it's at now. Like because it's mainstream hip hop. I don't want to say it sucks because some people do like it. But right. it's that's not what I what I like. Okay. And it's, and it's just these these uh I don't want to say amateurs because they've been doing this for a long time. These independent artists that are just killing it right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And now with like Spotify and everything, you don't need a record label to be heard. You don't need to go to Kinko's for 12 hours a day and you know to be heard. All you have to do is drop it on Spotify and people are just like, Well, wow. So I think it's I do like how like the music industry is like pretty much taking a turn to underground and independent artists being heard more. Right. Absolutely. Um, and then there's other platforms too. Mm-hmm. Like um, I got to mention this because in the last two months, like um, my eyes were open big time to TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so about a year ago, a couple of my friends passed away and I, I did a song um, in their honor and I uh, I put that out and then I put a little clip on TikTok and it got about 10,000 views and I was like, oh, okay, cool. That was That's cool. But it wasn't nothing that I was checking every day like Instagram and Facebook and, you know, like mm-hmm. the obvious ones. And... Um, so about two months ago, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take one of these old videos from 2015, uh, one where I'm just like rapping in the studio, uh, like uh, to the song Peep the Style or um, one from my city. Um, I took that and I recorded it on my, I recorded the version of YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, the video on YouTube on my phone because iPhone, like you, I don't know if most people probably know this, but uh, um, you can push the record button and it'll, it'll record the screen. Yeah. So I put the screen recording on TikTok and then I like, um, I put some words with it and the video started to go semi, like semi viral, like, um, Get got like a hundred thousand views or something. Uh-huh. I was like, "Damn, that's that's what's up." I'm gonna do that again. Like, right. so I waited a couple of days and I did it again, and and then I had I've I've been doing it for the last two months now, and I've grown my TikTok. Um, it's still you know pretty humble numbers, but for me, just being on it for two months. It, uh, I, I grew it. I grew it from like 200 followers to like 33,000 followers mm-hmm. in two months, and and over a hundred thousand likes. And I was like, wow, this this is actually like a dope little platform to to put music on. So yeah. then I, you know, I started recording um videos of me rapping the music and um so if yeah if you visit my tiktok there's a whole bunch of um there's a whole bunch of new videos and stuff like that and um yeah you'll be able to watch some cool shit that's what happens when you spit fire though you get a bunch of followers that's what happens thank you thank (laughs) you very much i appreciate that i appreciate that that is what happens. Yeah, and it's funny that you bring up uh that that um that clip from from the song that you wrote about some friends that have passed away because we also had a mutual friend that passed away and she's in that song. So it's 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 great. Who you know, um 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 
I'm sorry, I'm spacing right now, but um, Kathy. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know you. Oh, I didn't know you. You knew yeah. Kathy, bro. From the trailer park days. Yeah, I grew up in a trailer park. Okay. Well, I lived in a trailer park when I was like 17 years old, and when I moved in with my dad. But then, so you were friends with like Kathy, Kathy, and Melissa, and yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah Kathy park. was yeah. when I was in high school. Um. I had moved to Saginaw, and then when I was like 18, I moved back to to Freeland to go to Freeland High School, and because um, mm-hmm. I, you know, in Sa- in Saginaw with my pops, like my pops kind of just let me do whatever, so right. I, I dropped out of school and all that shit, and um, I started like I started going back to Freeland. And I met Kathy in school, and um, we kind of became, you know boyfriend and girlfriend for a while and um and we you know we kind of kept in touch through the years but i always remember her being such like such a just a sweet person that Mm -hmm. like when when i found out she passed away it just killed me i was like damn yeah it was yeah it was it was it was tough it was yeah 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 she was a great person and every like and uh, a few, a few more people in there. Everyone, everyone in there was was a great person that I knew. It was great, but yeah, it was a, a great. It's a great song, and it's so great that I kind of wanted to play it at the end of the video, at the end of the interview, if that's okay with you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Anything that's you want, good. man. All right, cool. But yeah, that's yep. That's that's our time, guys. Um, I wish I could get. I gotta get you back out here probably in a few more months. If you have anything, like yeah, any events bro. or something you want to promote. Like hit me up, we'll throw you on. I'm down, and if I talk too much, bro, my bad. I'm just, oh. I'll, I'll get, I'll take myself down a rabbit hole and just, <laughs> just keep on talking. <laughs> yeah. That's why we're here, though. That's why we're here to talk. <laughs> right. That's why people listen and everything to hear conversations. Absolutely. That's how it is. It's great. But yeah, I do want to thank you for coming on. I don't want to take too much time out of your day. Uh, I do thank you for coming on, and everyone, all his links are in the description below. But I'm going to let him take a few seconds and tell you where you can find him and where you can listen to his music. Yo, so you can listen to um, my music. Um, I got to plug the Spotify. uh, Just search Astray, the word Astray, A-S-T-R-A-Y. And then Apple Music, um, same thing. YouTube, same thing. Uh, I got a lot of videos um through the days you know mm-hmm. um what else uh definitely check out my tiktok because that's been making a lot of noise lately um so i think that's tiktok forward slash astray 313 um which that's the same that's my instagram that's my youtube uh at astray 313 so yeah, just you know, um, did you put my link tree in there? Uh, I don't have your link tree. That's where I got all your. Uh, that's where I get everyone's. Everyone that has a link tree, that's where I get all their links, and then I take their links and I put them. Oh, okay, I got you. I got you. So, yeah. Oh, I, I also want to plug um, my brand new website. I, I don't know why I didn't do that, but I'm gonna do it now. Um, I just, <laughs> I just. Um, launched uh my website the other day and uh it's you know it goes it's got a link that goes to my shopify my youtube my um uh what else other things um it's so new that i still don't know everything that it does but one thing that the main thing that it does is um i'm selling merch right now I, i got a the uh the astray shirt it says triple threat astray uh and then saginaw michigan or triple threat astray and then um uh detroit michigan and then on the back it says always bet on the underdog so yeah those are dope ass shirts so if you if you get a chance go check one out go uh pick one up they're only 29.99 yeah i'm gonna be honest with you i was gonna i was all gun ho i was like these shirts are these shirts are bomb i'm gonna go buy one right now and I went to your website, and you only have two XLs. I was like, ah. <laughs> two XLs in the Detroit or the or the Saginaw? 
the sag. Oh, I think both of them are just like two XLs. And I was like, I'm, I'm a I'm a four. I'm a, I'm a three four type of guy. <laughs> oh, okay. You know what? Well, very soon, man. I'm gonna um, you know these. This was a small run, so I just right. wanted to see how um how they were gonna do because I haven't sold merch in a long time and uh they're doing really good. So I gotta get some more printed like immediately. So they'll I'll have more printed for you within the next two weeks. Oh you, I'm I'm not complaining or nothing. I'm just saying you gotta get gotta show some love to the bigger fellas. Right. <laughs> hey hey I, I already I'm like, know because I've tried the whole merch game too. I did the whole Teespring thing. And a lot of your stuff doesn't come in three to four, three or four X. I'm like, you got to have something for these big guys, you know, you got a bigger to. guy. You got to. Hey, I am too, man. So, you know what I'm saying? I gotta, you know, I, if I want to wear it, I, there's gotta be other people out there that want to wear it. So exactly. Yeah. Yep. So for sure, man, I got to get more printed ASAP and um, I'm going to keep us bigger guys and, and um, keep, <laughs> keep, keep us in mind when I, get these new ones printed right <laughs> awesome awesome uh, again <laughs> thank you sir for coming on and everyone go check out the mixer it is next is thursday thursday, thursday. april 27 be there 10 o'clock it's gonna be off the top off the hook i have to work in the morning i am sorry i have to work in the morning i might try and make it but i do have to work in the morning so yeah i mean come out for thursdays like, are a complicated day <laughs> come out for like two hours and and then dip. yeah and, yeah, and then slide off. You'll be you'll be good. You'll get <laughs> <Exactly>. enough sleep. <laughs> yeah, five six hours. That's good. Good enough. <laughs> but everyone, yes, yeah, they uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for clicking that play button. Thank you, Australia, for coming on. And everyone, enjoy the video. And we'll see you next week. Wait, I gotta plug the next week's show. Can't do that yet. Can't go yet. We have Roxanne, our recording artist, Roxanne Luciano, coming on. On May 6th, we are off next week. So on May 6th, Roxanne Luciano, looking forward to that interview. And it's going to be off the hook. So come on in. Have a good time. And stay up, everybody. Peace. Peace. This song goes out to all of our fallen friends that we lost this last year. Paulie Turner, Timmy Tuzes, Robert Amy. Charlie Lutz, Bernard Terry, G-Ball, Kathy Jennigan, Money Train, you will all be missed. In life we loved you dearly, in death we love you still, in our hearts you hold a place no one else will ever feel. There are no goodbyes for us, no we will never be apart, cause wherever you are, Never too far, you will always be in my heart. Have you ever lost a great friend? Well, I have, so I'm a little bit emotional. My bad, I ride past your crib, but there's no one home. Cause my bro is gone and I'm so alone. What's going on? Why'd he take you? You want the straight truth? Probably cause the way he created you as a great dude. And they say the good die young. Bet you God let you into heaven and the angels in the sky sung. Back in high school, we used to admire Paul. Now we kicking dialogue, sipping fireball. But don't pull none out, not on his account. He'd rather see you drink it, that's what he was about. Nicest dude, but could throw with the best of them. Wasn't scared of knowing it would show if you tested him. I hope this song create a vibe and your memory will stay alive. We miss you, Paulie. In life, we loved you dearly. In death, we love you still. In our hearts, you hold a place no one else will ever feel. There are no goodbyes for us. No, we will never be apart. Cause wherever you are, you're never too far. You will always be in my heart. My bro, you'd always be there when I would need a friend to get me on my feet again. A rare breed of man is what you was, no denying. The way you had to go was cold as iron. Nobody knew you was on the road to dying. You had us asking why Timmy has to die. And when you passed, we cried, said our last goodbyes. I looked to heaven up in the massive sky and wonder if your soul's passing by. Man, I remember.
remember us. Hitting drove, getting blow, sending pops whiskey. Like you didn't know, sitting on the block tipsy. Raising hell in these sagging on streets. There wasn't a bigger fan of Dragon Ball Z. Maybe dose, I don't know, it's close. Y'all two was the most with that shit. Sometimes I be talking to your ghosts, man. I hope this song create a vibe. And your memory will stay alive. We love you, Timmy. And I'm gonna miss my friend. 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 And I'm gonna miss my friend. I'm gonna miss my friend. In life, we loved you dearly. In death, we loved you still. In our hearts, you hold a place no one else will ever feel. That I know goodbyes for us. No, we will never be apart. Cause wherever you are, you're never too far. You will always be in my heart.